Buckle in, because there's another lengthy explanation of what you did last week. We rejoin our party as they prepare to split up in order to better pursue the elusive Gilbert Griggs. The day before, the group had risen deep within the Thousand Fronts to find Gendry sitting with his recently rescued companion. Mac remained wary of the party, but became more energetic as she worked with Gendry to help the party navigate across the dangerous land back towards the southern AR camp. The dwarf and his reptilian companion made short work of the rough terrain and easily guided the party back to safety. Arriving with plenty of time to spare, the group had set about finding ways to while away the hours. An impromptu game of cards started, then quickly stopped, as it became clear only one member of the gang knew how to play. A tense conversation followed as the group attempted to address their next move. Should they pass on what they knew to the local authorities and move on? Should they take in the capital? Or take it to the capital, in fact. Uh, perhaps they should find out a little more information. Without a final solution agreed upon, the group settled in quietly as the train began its journey southwest. During the night, Sieg was visited by a surreal dream in which he stood as a soldier in some long-forgotten battle. Waking in a cold sweat, he had found a little comfort in his surroundings, though Gendry seemed to share great empathy with the panic Decimar. As the night turned to day, Honey set about working on a shield, intended to lay out a design. As they worked, they became so lost in focus that they failed to realize a shield had formed before them from the desperate, disparate materials they had gathered. Pausing to take in their work, they had noted a dull burning and slight hum radiating from the back of their neck. This had been the second instance, and as they reached towards the thrum, they had felt another being's emotions wash into them for a brief second. Shaking the strange feeling off, they had presented the shield to Sieg, who, having had a terrible night, was joyfully taken aback by the kind gift which seemed to mean much to him. Tristan had turned to a quiet corner, focusing inwards and looking for peace. His goal had been to commune with the strange ticking and whining that seemed to almost consume him at times. As he sat in silence, the ticking never came. In fact, it seemed as though the whirring was absent in such moments of peace. Late in the evening of X Day, the 26th of Orlan, our heroes had hopped down from the train and immediately made their way to the chief engineer. The conductor of the train had joined them, and after acquiring their payment, they had filled the engineer in regarding what they had unearthed. Tense minutes followed as next steps were yet again discussed, and the party agreed to look further into Foreman Gilbert Griggs. Following the only lead they had, they found the four found themselves in the workers' camp at the Amity Rail Project. Honey cajoled with the workers around the campfire as Tristan, Sieg, and Gendry crept into the foreman's camp. After a little sleuthing, they came away with a strange cipher and a key to a room at the Twin Hills Hotel and Spa, where it was reported that Griggs had been staying for the last few ten days. Without hesitation, they made their way onwards towards the hotel. As they entered the regal-looking establishment, Gendry took the lead, turning the tables on the uppity bellman who had refused him entry. With a little clever acting and the flash of some coin, the party had found themselves with a free room in the hotel. In the chaos of the interaction, Honey had managed to acquire Griggs's room number, and with the key in hand, the four crept into their query's chamber. They were greeted by the sight of an abandoned room. The window stood ajar, and a sending stone lay smashed on the floor. As the four began to turn over the room, Sieg and Gendry came across a note written in a strange language. Matching the cipher to the note, Honey, Sieg, and Tristan went next door to their free room to work it out while Gendry finished off investigating the room. The note contained a strange communication that seemed to suggest the weapons were being left by someone for Griggs in a small pond to the southeast of town. It had warned of Rubble Town interference. 
Taking in all the information, the party agreed to split. Gendry and Tristan would travel to John Mark Munitions Factory, and Honey and Sieg would make their way to the pond. It is late in the night of X day the 26th of Orland, 2245 AG. You stand in the well-appointed hallway of the Twin Hills Hotel and Spa, where there aren't any horses, Josh. Ahem. Whose fucking horse is that? Whose fucking horse is that? <laughs> As you prepare to separate from your companions. The night, my friends, is yours. Again, you all four stand together with the last few moments to plan as you prepare to exit into the night. We go, yeah? Yeah, you, we have to go. So, uh, Honey and I will go to the pond. Gendry and Tristan are headed to the munitions. Okay. And You're muted, Tristan. I can't hear you. I realized that it took me a second. This is this is new to me, and I'm a little scared. If I'm being honest with you, okay. Uh, again, remember, anything bad happens, throw something bright in the sky. Yep. Gotcha. Um, and we'll try and meet back at Twin Hills in the, in our room. Is that what we want to do? Yeah. If we want uh, somewhere more secluded, we can meet back at Zephyr's place. Uh, it would it's safe there. Uh, I don't know. What the lumber yard outside of town. Gendry, I think you passed it, so you might. Tristan be able also to went there. When I was there. This is true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. breakfast, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Breakfast, Thank yeah. you. So, okay, well, let's go. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, yep. stay safe. And we'll move out. All right. You make your ways back down through the hotel, out to the first floor, through the entry hall, and out into the town proper. Uh, where you currently stand is kind of in that bottom south uh, eastern corner. And Josh is so prepared that he doesn't have World 20 open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. wow. It's very funny that I stated this. We had a literally. whole conversation. We had a whole conversation about... I don't have World 20 open. Because I forgot it. I'm a mistake. Uh, you're an absolute king that has way too much on his plate. You're great. I, I Absolutely best. <laughs> You guys find yourselves where this wonderful individual is pointing right now, uh, okay. but thank you, no. uh, in the kind of oh, bottom right me. corner. Oh, well, somebody did it. Uh, <laughs> over here. Um, you know, again, that Jean-Marc is up here and the pond is over here. So the mm -hmm. two of you, the group of you, are kind of heading in the same direction for a little bit, back past that large open square. It is quite late at night now. It's probably about 11 p.m. You're pushing the midnight hours. Um, and you have been going at it Not for the first time. <laughs> this is very true. Sing this party the midnight hours. <laughs> What's pushing the midnight hours mean? <laughs> is that what I said? Did I say that out loud? Yes. You said pushing the midnight hours, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it's that. fair to just say we had a really long day. Absolutely. <laughs> But I, just I for just everybody else, we had a really long day. Pushing, <laughs> pushing the midnight hours. <laughs> Whatever I meant by that other thing is not what uh, what the narrative means. Uh, you are pushing <laughs> the midnight. I'm going to fuck up so many words today. We're doing great, great. And we're playing and a wonderful great. game of Dungeons and Dragons. Josh is great. Let's Good get job. a round of applause for Josh and Chad. <laughs> Stop. Uh, as, as you make your way, uh, the four of you kind of separating at this kind of town square with this large imposing statue of a figure on a horse um gendry i believe you actually are almost definitively certain that this is saint coulier 
uh, based on the first time you came through this gate. Yeah, whoever this road is named after, that's what I was like. Oh, Orlem. Okay, you got that info. Yeah. Uh, Orlem. I got it wrong, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so this is your. Uh, this is the statue here. Uh, as you kind of prepare to part ways, uh, heading into the night, um, Sig and Honey, following the most direct route, which I assume Sig would know, would head along this. Absol- road. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, Gendry absolutely knows exactly where Jean Mark is, having slept across the creek just a few days ago. Um, so here's what we're gonna do. Parker, you're the birthday person. Roll a d4 for me. On a three and four, we'll start with uh, Honey and Sig. And on a one and two, we'll start with Gendry and Tristan. Even odds. One. One. So that's Gendry and Tristan, I believe, correct? Look it up, boys. Whatever I just said. All right, my friends. You make your way up through the quiet town. It is, it is nearing the weekend, it being X day. Um, folks are thus a little more active this late in the evening. You can see a few individuals still at the small coffee shops and bistros that line the streets here. God damn it, Hawkeye. Uh, as you make your way <laughs> through the town, how are you going to approach Jean-Marc? Uh, Inconspicuously. Can I, as, as we're approaching, can I do something? Uh, Tristan, no, no, no. Gendry would see Tristan like messing with his hand. And I think after like flicking his ring enough times, you would just see a very quick, it's not bright, it's just pulse of blue as he kind of accidentally casts mage armor on himself because he doesn't understand that he has mage armor. Um, So he just accidentally does it and is like, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, How are we doing this? I don't, I don't know. What are you uh, apologizing for? I, I I I don't know. I think I just did something, but I don't. I've never snuck into. The more into... you speak, mm-hmm. the worse this goes. Okay. Yep. Um. He pulls. He just points at you and casts message. He goes, "Is this better?" <laughs> You're gonna reply of no. <laughs> Make a stealth check for me as that perfect cool. exchange uh, begins your attempt at subterfuge. Natural 20, open the giveaway. Oh! Hey. All right, guys. Sean just kicked off our first uh, opening of our Wooded Meadows giveaway for this session. Uh, use hashtag WM in chat to get entered in that. It's going to open here in just a second. And you can get entered in for one of Wooded Meadows' fantastic products. We'll actually be drawing that at the end of the session today, my friends. Uh, there it is. Okay, put that W in now, my friends. We appreciate it. Hashtag WM. Hashtag W. Look at all Get those beautiful there. names. And check out uh, Wooded Meadows, our good friends. All right, Sean. So that was a natural 20, correct? Yes, 26. 26. Got, Holy fiddlesticks. I got an 18. An 18? Okay. Um, you are both especially following Gendry's lead, readily able to conceal yourselves in the kind of shadows cast by these buildings that run along this main street. There are also alleyways that you know kind of lead in that direction, cutting through this neighborhood here. Um, Gendry, if you would like to, you could uh, elect to do that. You also know that the, um, the factory sits... On the edge of the hill, but there may be some vantage point higher up the hill if you wanted to get visibility. It's really kind of, it sits on the hill, but in the lower reaches of the hill in regards to kind of the crown of this town's um, 
elevation. Could one get from ooh, ooh, where it is? There it is. Could one get from this hill right here onto these little houses? Oh my fucking god! You absolutely could try to do that. We'll um, do that. So you are with a natural we twenty will? and an eighteen. I will. Tristan, are you, okay. Gendry begins to sleuth, uh, following the street. You I'm actually see this Gendry pass. Yeah, the, you pass Gendry the front side of the Jean Marc Munitions Factory, which is this large, uh, towering building, a couple stories. The workyards are on the back side, but you can still see the smoke kind of fuming into the air beyond the apex of this building. And you make your way up the stairs towards the bridge that you've crossed before. And you know there is an overlying hill. Tristan, are you following Gendry? I, I think, uh, yeah, Tristan's definitely following, doing the, like, trying to, like, point out that we've walked past it. And he's like, I don't, but he's not saying anything because Gendry told him don't speak or it's going to go bad. So he's like, just pointing in one, like, just pointing over his shoulder as he's, like, following him. That's perfect. Um, you eventually make yourself or make your way up uh, behind these. There's a few small homes like nestled on this sort of embankment that looks down over the neighborhood and also the creek to your west. Uh, but more importantly, again, the neighborhood where the factory sits. Um, there are also houses lower down that would allow you to get a little closer to the factory itself, to possibly get some vantage into the yard. Yeah. You gonna make that a uh, make that leap, my friend? I would love to make that leap. There's about a, a six foot gap um, between oh. the kind of cusp. The hill is quite steep here. It kind of is these rolling embankments, and there's a gap between the hill and where the house has been built against the base of the hill. You can jump. Mm -hmm. How tall is Tristan? Six two. Okay, just like a human bridge. I literally was going <laughs> to make the joke. I'm not fucking with you at all. <laughs> I could probably jump that. Yeah, I could it. probably jump it too. I believe mechanically with a run, both of you could make that without needing oh, a check. Oh, hell yeah. Um, cool. So I, as I long as you get then. a 10 foot lead, I think you can clear that. 10 foot. Nice. Okay. Even though my um, strength is one. I don't, hold on. Or 12. My strength is 13. Strong. I can do a backflip over it, but I can't jump it. I, <laughs> honestly, same hat. Like same hat nice. exactly. No, do a flip. So your strength score, what's your actual strength score, not your modifier? 12. 12? Okay, so 13. with a run, you guys can jump 12 feet and 13 feet, respectively. Oh, um, hell yeah. I fuck do yeah. That. So, uh, and I'm going to maintain your 18 and natty 20 uh, on that leap. So you cool. land gracefully and silently on this sort of slated roof that sits nestled against this hill. Uh, and nice. easily scramble up to the top of the roof. I stay low, and I get close to the middle section of the roof. Okay, perfect. I attempt the same, but it's very awkward. I'm not used to this. <laughs> Tristan's a cat out of water. Cats love being in water. <laughs> That's what I always found. Milo's swimming right now. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> You're very tired. I I want a shirt that's just a cat out of water. That's my that's my. New I'm writing one. it down. I'm, I'm writing it down. Cat out of water. I'm as happy as a cat out of water. <laughs> Which, in the grand scheme, does make sense. That, that, that cat would be pretty sense. fucking yeah. stoked. Yeah, Sean Sean made it better. <laughs> that cat would be stoked. He fixed yeah. it. Uh. So yeah, I'll just sit there and scope. 
scope okay. out the area. Um, make a perception check for me. Shit. I'll do it also. Worse. 15. A 15. Um, Adam? 12. 12. 12. Okay. Um, Adam, as you're sitting there, a lot of the smoke begins to blow from the foundry um, funnels in your direction, and it gets into your eyes and stings a little bit, gets into your lungs, and is, is quite distracting. Um, you're not getting a lot from this vantage point. Gendry, you're a little more familiar with, with the scent coming from this and the smoke, and are able to kind of shoulder through it um, as you're watching from this roof point. What you get just at first glance is... There are a series of structures that kind of extend from the front of this large building that you walked past outwards. Um, a series of different buildings, in fact, that are separate from each other. Uh, gantries running between them at various levels. Um, one of them attaches to these massive smoke funnels that lead or reach up into the sky and are bellowing the smoke. There's at least three of those funnels, possibly four. There might be another one behind the other three. Um, you see this large work building where you can even now, though it is quite muted and not the constant ringing that you've heard passing it during the day, you can even hear now the light clinging of some late night work occurring inside of that foundry structure. And then further behind it, you see this immense yard that is behind this tall wrought iron fence that extends down towards the wall of the Chateau de Coyonet. Um you would see that the yard is kind of broken into a couple of places. There is this like large open central yard. Um, you're fairly certain it connects to another yard behind the main buildings, but it's a little bit obscured, which would be this one. You see into this main yard, which is mostly storage, crates, things like that. And then in the far yard, you can see a series of cranes um, and scaffolds set up, and they appear to be working on some massive sort of gun emplacement. Um, this long metallic tube that is positioned almost pointing upwards with a geared crank that moves up to the body and then continues onwards as if you can pivot this thing up and down. It sits on a platform that you can also rotate on an axis. Um, it looks like, like an, an early howitzer cannon um, that is being designed in this or constructed in this backyard. Um, that area is currently not being worked on uh it is empty and you don't see a lot of people in the supply yard um there's just the sound of clinking metal in the back yard or in the main foundry building cool 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 we basically said we're just gonna watch this place in case he shows up here so keep an eye on it yeah all right we'll maintain your perception checks um and you will spend some time hanging out my friends Cool, cool, cool. Tristan is fully crying because of this, and he's like, just sitting next to Gendry, like wiping his eyes and being like, trying to look through this like smoke that just keeps on going into his eyes. It's the just it's <laughs> poor boy. Baby, I'm sorry. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> um, we will hop to Honey and Siegfried. Hey, you guys, how are you proceeding off towards the pond? I think we're making a pretty decent pace. Just kind of like a, like a, yeah, just a beeline straight there. Okay. Um, as you guys kind of march along down the road in this direction, you are just at this junction here. 
And we are going to shift camera for a minute. Parker. You have just met and had a wonderful evening and dinner with your contact at the Euphony Opera House. Euphony Opera House being located right up here, excuse me, almost near this strange section of town. You're not sure what the deal is, but it's quite dilapidated and broken. There are these big blast holes in the ground. Um, mm -hmm. You have just finished up a meal with the proprietor, proprietress, oh my God, proprietress um, of the Euphony Opera House, um, a Eladrin woman who has had some connections with your chaperone, uh, the individual you were directed to engage with to get yourself sorted and squared away in the chateau while you wait for them. Okay. You're not sure what you're going to do with yourself over the next few months. You're kind of stuck here. She's offered you a little bit of work, but for now she's set you up for a few days uh, with a room at the Twin Ho Hills Hotel and Spa. Okay. And after having a wonderful dinner with this individual, you are just making your farewells, stepping down the large stone steps of this grandiose opera house and beginning to make your way southwards towards the hotel. Okay. What do you look like, my friend? Um, so anyone that catches sight of Sylvie would see this very live, pure white tiefling with these long, long mane of white hair, long white horns that shift into a gold foil. If Ooh. the light catches her just right, you'll see these specklings of golden freckles and her eyes have no pupil. They're simply a gold. And her tail is wrapped politely around her leg. And she is wearing a pure white outfit that looks like the Rococo era met modern takes on steampunk. Ooh. It's pure white, ruffles and lace. And she wears this little golden capelet that looks like it was the, the top of a larger coat um, that maybe is just a little too heavy for the weather here. And it is adorned with these white painstakingly like embroidered animals and she exiting the opera house you would think she was a dancer that is the way in which she holds herself delicate point shoes on her feet and she's uh heading towards where she's been told she'll be staying did i have a name for the proprietress uh, Desiree Tremeau. Desiree. Uh, and Eladrin sort of... You've never seen a spring season yourself. You assume mm -hmm. the weather is probably akin to the very balmy, beautiful weather that you're currently experiencing here. Quite, quite mm -hmm. warm, almost a little too warm. Um, there are flowers sprouting along a very short bob that kind of grow down the back of the bob and then up the length of her very long extended ears. She has these similar to you um, pupilless uh, eyes that have this deep, deep green glow to them. Um, she's showing age, which 
you're not particularly familiar with Eldrin beyond that they are long-lived akin to your kind. Um, mm-hmm. And thus showing age tends to be a signifier of, of incredible, incredible age. Um, she bids you farewell um, in a classic Chateau de Coyonet fashion, a kiss on each cheek, uh, a familiar, funnily enough, uh, farewell bidding to you, Parker. Um, and as you make your way down this street here, Mm-hmm. You wonder and contemplate what you're going to do with yourself. The town seems yeah. almost sleepy and quiet to you, especially after the hustle and bustle of Orziev and your experiences to the south. After your journey on the ship, after your time in Melacre. This is incredibly boring. And then two figures cross your path in a junction determination in their set, their stance, the way they're moving is quick. They are going somewhere with clear intent. One of them, a towering fridge of a figure (laughs) with strange (laughs) golden markings marring his face and down his neck. The other, a you've never seen someone work with walk with such intensity and purpose and just a slight grudge at the entire world around them um long flowing brown hair kind of a human in appearance but their adornments are very intense and not like the attire you've seen across rougemont this deep almost red uh vestment with this strange gold filigree along it um and they walk straight past you uh heading for the gates Siegfried is a good name. They <laughs> so they walk past me, and I can tell that they're intent to go somewhere. Oh yeah, and and they really do stand out compared to. As you glance around, there are a few folks even at this late hour out on the street, and everyone just seems to kind of be lackadaisical. Okay. Do they notice me at all? Um. You're not trying they to conceal have... yourself, are you? No, I just am walking down the street. Do they give any sort of attention to me? What are our passive perceptions, gang? Fridge in the forge. Fridge in the forge. That's so strong. Fridge in the forge. Um, that's um, incredible. Passive perception 16. is 11. On 11, me. 16. Okay. Um, Sunshine, you would likely... Ooh. Not Sunshine. <laughs> Who? You're good. Honey? Honey, <laughs> button... I'm sorry, but <laughs> honey, you would likely catch a figure pause and kind of watch you. This strange, outlandish looking individual in quite outlandish attire. There's no real way to describe it. You haven't seen finery like this in the town of Chateau de Coyonet, even at the mayor's uh, office. And we're, I mean, we're... You're set. This person just kind of stops and scrutinizes you. They look back, their eyes narrow a bit at being scrutinized. They definitely take in the appearance of the figure, but like, they don't want to be seen right now. They're just like, 
God damn it. Are you gonna try and are you gonna try and move on and conceal yourself? I I think I don't think they care about being seen. What we want to do is get to the pond and see if there's still evidence there. So I'm not, I don't think we're concerned about stealthing. I think no. we're concerned about speed. Okay. Yeah, we want to get there before someone else Absolutely. gets evidence out of the pond. Yep. So Sylvie, you watch this one figure. The The tall towering one doesn't seem to notice you at all. It's just <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> um, the other figure, however, like glances at you their eyes narrow and there's a little bit of a frown and then they look away from you and increase their p- p- pace away from you. Is there a an alley near me? Oh. Uh, is there an alley near me? Um, so you are at this junction right here. There are alleys. You're coming down here and they're crossing in this direction. There are alleys mm-hmm. all around you makes sense i would like to since they've already started moving on i would like to step into an alley and wild shape into a cat oh okay. cute question oh, parker uh, does this cat like water <laughs> josh i'm so sorry i think this is um, i think this is a classic cat out of, cat out of water situation <laughs> i would like to to oh, wild dude. shape into a cat Okay. Um, so I think I would just like to have her sort of like she doesn't seem offended by the fact that this person has looked at her she just sort of cocks her head and turns into the alley and it's almost like do you know when you see snow that's so light that it will move with the wind that it brushes the first that kind of swirls around her for just a split second and then a pure white cat with yellow eyes and like a yellow like this fluffy cat that has almost like a golden shimmer to the white fur uh and i would like to try and follow them inconspicuously as a cat so here's here's how we're gonna do this um you are going to be cutting into the alleyway and Mm -hmm. in order to do that without like sunshine Jesus, what is wrong with me? Honey, <laughs> I don't know. noticing you. I think it's because it's perception and, and you know, yeah. uh, without yep. Honey noticing you, mm-hmm. there you're going to have to let them cross that junction, which they do. So you're going to need to make a perception check to try and keep eyes on them. And then a cat's mm-hmm. movement speed, we will also check. Because again, Honey and Sig. It's can... 40 feet. Oh, never mind. I'm a big old oh, liar. Shit. Um, mm-hmm. So perception, so I have, let's you're see. Fine. Plus three to perception, so it's a 16. 16, okay. Yeah, and I've got a 40-foot speed and then a climb speed of 30. So if I think it will help, I would like to get on top of the building. As you're slipping into this alleyway, okay, make an acrobatics check for me as a cat um, to yes. get up on these roofs. There are crates and ladders and little gangways that would allow you access to the roof if you Where's are successful. My, my dex... Do I just use my dex score, correct? So that's... Yeah. Plus two, so a 17. 17. It is easy enough to get up onto the roofs um, Mm -hmm. as you kind of bounce your way up. You find yourself up on the roof, and with that uh, perception check, you are now skirting along the roofs and do see these two figures continuing towards the gate. Now, I will say, Honey, you clocked this person 
and are kind of keeping your head on a swivel, if you'd like to make a perception check, you are welcome to do so. I'm going to give myself disadvantage because I don't expect a cat. Of course! And I appreciate you for doing so. You also so don't you have to make a perception check if you don't want to. I just... Nah, open up the giveaway. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> open up the giveaway! There we go! Again, hashtag <laughs> WM, my friends. Thank you. Friends at Wooded Meadows make natural ones not feel as bad. That's <laughs> true. Like, open up that giveaway. Get entered, guys. Get entered. Um, You watch as... Uh, as you glance around of your shoulder. This person is not following you. You are quite certain you are in the clear. It must have just been they were curious. They're, they're, you're good. You are so confident. And Sig never even knew anyone was there. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was a person who looked at us funny, but they gone now. <laughs> what? Getting... Where? <laughs> <laughs> they gone. Okay. <laughs> he's in full like linebacker mode he's just running towards the goal <laughs> all right as you continue you find yourself um sig and honey approaching the gate um that heads towards the amity rail you've crossed through this space before you know that there's a little kind of road that leads down towards the rail station um and in a little copse a little woodsland down below the hill here Sig, you know that that is where that pond sits, kind of concealed from prying eyes yeah. up on the walls or on the roads around it. It's a pretty cute little spot, quiet and quaint. People take picnics there and things like that from yeah. time to time. Um, he'll, uh... Yeah. No, he'll just, he'll just show that direction and just now, move in. Sylvie, you find yourself mm -hmm. coming to the end of the roof uh, that yeah. you have been following on and will need to cross open ground. Uh, and either mm -hmm. go through the gate or up over the wall to continue to pursue your query here. Um, I think because she's a cat, she's just going to continue straight through the gate like nothing is wrong. Okay. It takes you, a, you follow behind a little bit now after getting down the, the building and then crossing mm -hmm. through the gate without kind of, you don't want to necessarily draw the attention of the guards, not that they're going to care too much about a cat. Mm -hmm. Just in case. Um, but you do make it through the gate. Sig and Honey, you begin to move down this hill towards this pond and find yourself entering a dense thicket before you can even see the pond uh, along this stretch here. Uh, even in the fall, there are still a lot of brambles and briar that is built up around this. Um, mm. There are little paths to cut through it, you know, that get down through to yeah. the pond itself because again people do visit this location mm -hmm. um, and you kind of begin to pick your way down there and you can kind of kind of continue to forge ahead uh full tilt yep he'll just kind of say as he's kind of maneuvering them through this thing that i imagine he's sort of familiar with yeah uh, just given his time here yeah this is a nice place for picnic we should definitely do that sometime and but we need that. to find the fucking lake i need the fucking pond now what deep is it do you know uh, Josh, how deep is it? Do I know? Um, has Sig ever visited this location? I'd say he's absolutely gone for a little swim swim okay. if he can. Maybe four or five feet at its deepest. Okay. okay. It's it's a pond. It's not a it's not a it's body of water. Like five feet. He five went for feet. a walk. Five feet max. Uh, <laughs> I got disappointed because it I looked like fish out of water, and that isn't what I wanted because me wanted swim. But don't you mean a cat out of water? <laughs> 
I've never heard that before, but yeah, probably. I don't uh, know. My resignation. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what it is in Burger Castle. Cat out of water. That's right. Burger Castle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, are we a, uh, about a thousand feet from the pond? Uh, you are closer than that. Okay, perfect. I believe. I can tell you. It's on the map. You are cool. within 400 feet. Nice. Okay, we have to make sure that we're not wasting our time. And I, okay. um, they kind of flick um, their tongs forward and trying to focus on this entity who they're not sure whether or not it's Dara or something else. Is it there? And this little mm. spark flicks out from the tongs and dives into the water as they cast Locate Object, looking for a watertight gun box. Okay. As you flick this coal, this ember, it lights and hits the water. And as it hits the water, there's a tss, and you actually watch it fade a little bit, but not go out in its entirety. And when it hits the water, you would think it would kind of drop at an angle. But instead, it kind of drops at an angle and then flits slightly out and then to the right and then settles near a large batch of reeds in the corner of the lake up here. Sylvie, you have heard a little bit of a crash and a thump of individuals in heavy armor moving through a thicket unstealthily towards a pond and are fairly, it's fairly easy for you to follow. And you find yourself about 50 feet back, the two of them standing there and one of them raises these strange metal implements and flicks some fire out into the pond. Does it look reminiscent of any sort of magic familiar to me. Make an arcana check. Yeah. Uh, ooh, okay. I'm not usually this good. <laughs> um, unnatural 20. An 19 plus 1. Okay. 19 plus 1. The, f the spell looks like it might be some sort of detection spell. And you are certain it's magic. The brand of magic does not seem particularly familiar to you. The way that okay. it manifests. Okay. Um, I think if they haven't noticed me, she's just a white cat sitting 50 feet away thinking this is the most interesting thing that's happened to her all day. Okay, you just watch. I watch for now. Okay, okay. perfect. Is and that it right say, there? Did you see how it moved? Yeah, I think okay. that is it. Okay. Uh, is it still sort of uh, illuminated by Honey's magic? Um, so the coal is kind of settled to the bottle and they're at the bottom of this pond and you can see it. The water there is about four feet deep and you can see it sitting there. It's murky around it. It's hard to see anything. Like it's not lighting I, up the object necessarily. I will take a coin out of my pocket and cast light on it and I will toss it into that spot uh, just to try and give it some, some visibility. Okay. You cast light and the coin flicks out. And it spins through the air and it plinks into the water and begins to kind of sink downwards. And it casts, you see these shadows around it, the light kind of puncturing the, weed, the reeds that are growing up around. And the first thing you see is this wooden chest um, that seems to kind of be nestled in between the reeds 
and the light settles over metallic bandings and these little pieces of, of leather or something that run along the seams of the chest. And as the coin kind of settles even more, you see human flesh and blood staining the water as the coin continues to float and settle down there is a corpse in the water next to that chest there's there's somebody brown in there. hair hard to tell you're gonna have to get a little closer i he sig is pushing into the water at this point if he sees a dead body and this crate that he's supposed to grab i'm looking around for someone who might have done it make a perception check <laughs> fuck that um okay 24. 24. Okay. Uh, you absolutely see a small white cat sitting <laughs> on a log watching <laughs> you intensely. <laughs> the fucking... Um, barring <laughs> that, you do not see anybody in the vicinity, and you're quite certain there's nobody in the vicinity. Right. Cool. cool. Um. <laughs> Look at the cat and they go, this is a very bad day, and there's a dead person in that pond if you want to go somewhere else for the fishies. I think, I think <laughs> at that comment, I think that across almost Honey's field of vision is this like very out of place in the middle of fall swirl of snow, and then that tiefling is standing there. Do you want to make a deck save? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do. Sig is busy bathing in corpse water. Yeah, you begin to wait. At this point, Sig is wading into the water across towards the 14. I think that means it beats it, because my okay. save is 14, so she's fine, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, just checking. Because they would immediately um, sacred flame at the site. Yes, Parker would be rolling against it. I think she's it. fine. Yeah. yeah, so 14. So in that case, just for flavor, I think if you tried <laughs> sacred flame, it almost looks like a little ballerina hop out of the way. On a tree behind you. No. Bonjour. Bonjour. No. 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 Bonjour. Hello. My Hello. name is Sylvie, and uh, you are great. Um, in trouble. Uh, no. You look like you were in trouble. You looked trouble. like you were in trouble in the city, which is why I thought it would be interesting to follow. That's a very interesting conclusion for you to come to. We're not in trouble. There's a um, dead man over why there. Why were you a cat? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon? Why, why are you here and why were you a cat? Because it is easier to follow you if I am a cat. And because I accidentally lost the person supposed to take care of me, so here I am. Okay. Um, we're dealing with a dead man. If you want to um, not deal with a dead man, the, the gate or that way. You didn't see you... us. I did see you. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, I... <laughs> No, no, I, I did. No. See you. I. No. Mm. 
And I think she turns her head for a second to where the man is waiting, waiting at the water the towards water. the corpse. So you do goes, hear a flash of magic halfway to your direction. And sorry. He just fucking did. What? And the who fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? My name is Sylvie. Looks at honey. Do you know her? No. I know you now. That was an un- ominous statement. You, <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Do you know our names? Can we help you? Are you okay? Do you need help? What the fuck is going on? Do you need help? You are waiting towards the corpse, my friend. I he will. Looks familiar, Siegfried. Do, uh, do I recognize his body? Uh, as you kind of are halfway there, you go to move the last few steps over and lean down. You're tall enough to pull this figure up. And as you pull up, there is this mop of ratty brown hair over this face. And as you kind of push the hair back, the description of Gilbert Griggs is met. And with that, we will jump to our group back at the Jean-Marc Munitions Factory. Sylvie's so cute! (laughs) Sylvie legend. Back at Jean-Marc. After about 15 minutes of waiting, nothing is particularly sticking out to you, Gendry, until you see, just catching out of the corner of your eye, a figure, not coming from the main road, but following this wrought iron fence along the back here, slipping from shadow to shadow. Without your incredibly trained eyes, you wouldn't have caught them. They are hood up and they pause at a spot in this iron fence and you watch them look over their shoulder a few times and fucking not clock the people watching them and they lean up and one of these wrought iron bars they push it to the side and slip through the fence and vanish into the yard of the Jean-Marc munitions factory. Uh, I would turn to look at Tristan and say, why are you crying? It, it's just, uh, there's a lot of smoke and it's uh, really burning my eyes. I can't lie. Move out of it. I, where, to, uh, you told me to just, uh, listen, you told me I can't talk. I told talk. you not to speak. I didn't tell you to suffer. Okay. And he shuffles across the room. <laughs> Jesus Christ, whoever that is. Um... Right, and I'll right. sort of point out the area I saw the individual says, I don't know who it is, but someone just snuck inside. Do we, uh, uh, do we go, do we go in? Do I spark up the thing to signal or? Probably hold off for now. Okay. Uh. You feel like going in or you feel like staying here? I don't, I honestly, tonight's been probably the weirdest night of my life. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, well, no, but like, it's just been a weird one, especially. I've never done stuff like this, so I don't know what's the right choice. I feel uh, like you're you... young. Plenty of time left. Um, you stay here then. I'm going and I'm just going to slide off the roof. I'm not young, first of all. I'm much, okay. I, and he, as he slides off, I think Tristan's like, what? And scrambles forwards and slides after him. Both of you make quick acrobatic <laughs> checks for me to land. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, shit. God damn it. Really? 18. 18. Well, it, it it landed on a 20 and then turned, so it's a six. Okay. Um, 
Gendry, you kind of land perfectly still, kind of, you know, superhero landing a little bit, like, excellent. Um, And then there's a poof as Tristan lands in a pile right next to you. I'm, like, rubbing my knees. Yeah, I'm not that old. I'm not, like, young. You keep... Oh, fuck. I'm not young. (laughs) Just kidding. Nobody said to go. What the... (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Okay. Follows after him. Are you guys going stealth mode uh, towards this? I'm trying to. Okay, make a stealth check. I'm going to attempt to. Who knows? Mm-mm. 14. Oh, that's good. 14, okay. Uh, 21. A 21. Okay. Um, funnily enough, Tristan really, like... <laughs> After the really ungraceful landing, like, really slips into um, actually, like, helping you a little bit, Gendry, as he's like, oh, actually, over here. And you kind of weave your way through the shadows being cast um, through the iron bars of the fence where the light of the foundry casts through these iron bars, these long rows of light. You kind of slip between them, darting towards Gendry, where you saw this figure enter the, um, the foundry, the munitions factory. Bar is it loose? As you move swing? and swing at it, yeah. There's a very soft. All right. And as you do do that, there are these cross beams of iron, and you note that this one, the beam doesn't connect with the lower portion under the cross beam, and it's almost like this one is built on a pin to swing from side to side. Mm. There is an intentionality to this design. Gotcha. And okay. I will say, make a perception check for me before you cross over. Here we go. Both of us? Yeah, you're both right next to each other. Oh. Pretty good. 22. 22. Seven. Seven. Um, <laughs> Tristan, you're very distracted by the mechanism of the fence. That's uh, valid. But Gendry, as you kind of move it, you Put see... Put your notebook away. I just as fully was like and starts putting it back in his <laughs> You hear more than see Gendry, although you do see a slight movement of shadow. There is somebody not directly on the other side of the fence, but on the other side of the fence paused and fumbling with something. On the other side of the fence we're going through or a different fence? Uh, on the other side of the fence you're going to go through. Oh. Fuck. Um, is there a place to hide and watch or are we just sort of like in the yard now you could probably peer through the fence and get a little bit of better visibility and, and if you do so um, I will say with Tristan's stealth you feel like you'd be sufficiently, sufficiently concealed okay just give up the hold signal and start watching as you glance through you are watching the hooded figure you're fairly certain from before that you're seeing them much closer. And as you see them much closer, you realize they are quite tall. They pull back the hood and pull it off of this cloak and they bundle it and they unfix a dagger from their belt. And you can see with that perception, that was a, was it a 22 for you, right? 22. 22. Yeah. There is the stains of blood fresh along the length of the dagger and you watch them shove the dagger into this cloak, bundle it up, 
and they slip it into one of these storage boxes just to their right. The figure turns, and you catch this straw, kind of square-drawed um, Goliath individual, pale gray skin with these dark markings along their neck, almost like tiger stripes. This long head of hair that kind of arcs up and then out, um, femme presenting. And they tuck away this dagger and cloak and then begin to, to cross the yard back towards the foundry building proper. Okay. They don't... Beneath the cloak, it doesn't look like they're wearing anything of import. Just Does it look like they work here? Regular, or? like, um, actually, like, a nice set of overalls and a shirt. Fairly normal work clothes. Um, they okay. certainly look like they are a, an individual affiliated with this space. The way they step out into the light as you're watching suggests that they're supposed to be there, but they didn't want to be seen right. coming in. Did only okay. Gendry see this, or did I also see this? Uh, Gendry would have caught this. I believe you got a seven on your perception. As yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. You're kind I... of holding off to the side, and the way these, the way the light comes through these wrought iron fences, it's a little difficult to make out. Bet, bet. bet. Uh, after they leave the yard, I assume? Yeah, you can wait, absolutely. It doesn't yeah. take them long to cross it and head okay. into the... I just wanted to make sure that's what they were doing and not just, like, hanging out. No, yeah, they do seem to just cross, and you hear them, it sounds like a muffled call out to a friend uh, in the interior yard. So again, as you're looking in, you're looking at the central yard, there's the yard to the right towards the edge of town with that massive cannon being constructed, and there is the yard to the left that is kind of the interior yard that runs along the actual foundry buildings. And you see them disappear into that yard, uh, and some just muffled, soft conversation. Okay. Uh, I will tell Tristan what I saw or what I think I saw uh, and then I'll say I could try to go in and grab it oh, I don't, but... why don't we both go in and I don't, I don't... alright we could uh, do, do, grab it well why don't we leave it and then we could grab the authorities and then be like hey this person did a thing and then when they're like, do you have evidence? We're like, yeah, it's in this box right there. And they're like, well, it is in this box right there. You know what I'm You know what I'm saying? Right. If we come back and they've moved it or they're gone by then, we have nothing. You're not wrong. But it is the middle of the night, and I don't think they're going to leave if they just walk back in. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But another group is currently going to see about this chest that I assume they're trying to keep hidden. Yeah. So they could be a bit on edge. Paranoid. They might come back and check on that thing again. The chest or the clothes? What they've just hidden. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll go by your lead. You seem to at least understand this better than I do. I. This is... Uh, I'm gonna at least take a look. Okay, I'll, I'll, I got your back. How about that? Sounds good. Bang. Swing the bars open. Okay, and I go in. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm sorry for one final. Give me stealth that check stealth effort. roll. I kiss my dice. And you're going as well, Tristan. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. This one isn't good for me. Mine's a 19. Oh, thank God. How'd okay. you get, Tristan? Ironically, <laughs> a seven. <laughs> is that ironic or is that just you keep rolling sevens 
Yes, and. Stop. I love you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Gendry, you kind of take the lead and easily slip in. And as you slip in and begin to move, it is not more than 10, 15 feet to where you saw this figure tuck a box in. As you begin to head in that direction, you hear a as Tristan has gotten his cloak caught on the God. bar and it is pulling and he keeps tugging at it. I'm going to cut his cloak. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. Just immediate instinctual response. I'm just going to cut his cloak free. Okay. You cut off like the corner of your nice blue coat. Uh, Tristan is just whoosh, shorn. Tristan 100% goes, thanks. And it is not phased by it. Keep <laughs> it's not phased. Down. <laughs> Sorry, I shit. Thanks. Okay, I'm gonna say cutting the coat nullifies that seven, and you are nice. moving on to nineteen. <laughs> okay, then I will go over to the storage box they hit it in. Yeah, what you see is essentially like Ryan almost directly up. You're skirting it to the wall that you came through on the. There is a a series of crates stacked one upon another. It looks like metallic materials or something, some sort of ore or, or gunpowder or something like that. But as you make your way towards the end, there is one box that is the box you know you watched this figure interact with. And you can see that the lid is just slightly off kilter, where most of these have been hammered shut. This one mm -hmm. is released. Does it have anything else in it? If I like look in it, is it just this thing that it's stashed in? Or is there like more stuff beneath that? As you kind of crack it open and look in, it is the stashed items and then raw metal materials or is that have been mm. piled into these crates. Um, okay. Seemingly using something innocuous as a storage place for this. Gotcha. Can I go back while Gendry is staring at this? Can I go back and not like use anything, just attempt to get the piece out because... <laughs> The the mind Tristan's mind is now like Gentry said this person might be on edge. Oh, the coat, the leftover. Piece. I don't want them to catch the last piece of the coat and be like somebody knows that I was here. Absolutely, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. It's a good call as you kind of clean up the, the remnant fabric. That. Um, I check the knife. I check the cloak if it has any like pockets or small like interior places to hide things. Um, more interested in the cloak really than the dagger right now. Okay, make an investigation check for me. Sure. I'm bad at these. Nine. A nine. Um, so the knife definitely has fresh blood on it. You are 100% able to confirm that. Um, still slightly wet. Nice. Um, although kind of stained in as if the majority is dripped off. They've traveled maybe the last 30, 40 minutes max. Um, okay. Cloak as you do a quick once over on it out in the field, you're not seeing anything that stands out to you in this dim light around you. Okay. With a nine. Then I will. I'm going to put it back and leave it in the box. Try and leave it exactly the way it was. Interesting. Okay. Uh, easy enough to do as you just slip it back in there, bundled back up exactly as you found it. Okay. Um, how many people do I think would be here? Not gonna look to see how many people are in the building. How many people do I think are currently here from the sounds and the 
How, the calling out they just did. Maybe. From what you've heard, no more than three or four people. Maybe on an evening shift here, there might be 15, 20. Okay. Okay. Keep that in mind. Uh, and I will head back to Tristan at this okay. point. You guys find yourselves on the inside of the munitions factory. That's... I didn't oh. want to leave. Okay, I didn't want to leave evidence. Sorry. That's a good idea. <laughs> he slips back out. You yeah. guys slip out and are able to do so. Where are yeah. we? Where are we headed? Are we... Away. <laughs> but like, which to where? I'm just going to run towards the buildings we were hiding at before. Okay. <laughs> Easy enough. We will maintain your stuff earlier <laughs> as you guys run back towards your buildings. Mm-hmm. We are going to take our break, my friends. And when we get back, we'll be returning to the crew at the pond. When we left, our party had been split in twain. Uh, Sig (laughs) and Honey making their way down towards the pond where they knew a shipment to have been left, a smuggling shipment of arms. Uh, As they made their way in that direction, they were followed or pursued by a strange white cat who turned out to be none other than Sylvie, who made herself completely available to them. uh, And and in the jarring surprise, uh, the party rightfully reacted uh, in a little bit of like, oh my God, what the hell? Why are you here? There may have been a little bit of sacred fire. Uh, but nonetheless, we will rejoin them in just a minute. But our other part of the party had headed Sacred off. Sacred fire at the demon. <laughs> That's true. Uh, nice. The other two uh, members of the party had headed off to the Jean-Marc Munitions Factory. And after a little bit of a stakeout, had watched a figure slip through the fence. Uh, they had gotten a little closer to watch the figure conceal a knife and cloak before heading into the munitions factory itself. This figure being tall, Goliath in, in, in stature and, and, uh, and presentation. Uh, but now we jump back to the group at the pond. Sig stands about waist deep in pond water, holding the arm of a corpse, freshly created corpse as blood still seeps from a wound at their side near their back into the water. The chest is visible and made visible, and Sig is underlit by the light of his own spell uh, cast upon a stone or coin that sits now in the water lighting upwards. Uh, Honey faces on the edge of the shore towards Sylvie, who is about 50 feet away in the kind of bramble thicket that surrounds this pond. How do you proceed, my friends? Okay, Sig, we need to get the body out of the water and we need to take that back to the engineer. Sylvie, hello. My name is Bonjour. Bonjour. Annie, it is about to meet you. Right to meet you. We are doing I do not believe that you said that in a tone that I believe, but continue. I am irritated that this is happening. They pull out... <laughs> <laughs> they pull out the writ from the engineer. We are doing an investigation. We have found what we need to. Would you like to come back and report it with us? You are very, you are very uh, official then. Yeah, and you're really like cool with the dead body. But here we are. Yes. It is already dead. Say la vie. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 he pulls, 
Griggs out, and does he have the box? Uh, Griggs is not holding the box. Griggs. No, is. no, no. Do I have the box? Oh, um, so you're gonna have to pull the body out of the water, and then can go back I'll, in and do yeah. the same. I think I'll do that. I'll kind of put the body on the shoreline, and then go back in. Um, I'll assess wounds after I grab the box because I just want to make sure we have that. You are While... able to pull both out. Sorry, silly. Okay. No, you're fine. While he's doing that, can I look around and see if I see any animals that live around here? Yeah, absolutely. Make a perception check for me. Wild check. Um, Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, mm-hmm. As you're kind of glancing around, as Sig kind of wades in and out of the water, hauling two large objects, well, a corpse and an object, out of the pond up to the shore, um, you do hear a whoo, whoo, and as you kind of, thank you, Soundtail, as you glance up uh, <laughs> to, to, the, to the right, you do see a, uh, a owl that seems to be perched, kind of nestling against um, its wing on one side. Okay. Um, I think I'll look from the owl to Honey. If you will give me a moment, I may be able to help you. Uh, and she... What? She, um, <laughs> she, uh, she what? steps a little bit towards the owl, and the tips of her fingers have this almost, like, uh, swirl of, um, of white and purple, and this, it almost looks like a flash of the Northern Lights, and she's putting her fingers to her throat, and then uh, I would like to cast Speak with Animals and try and talk to this owl. Okay. You kind of have to shuffle down the pond a little bit to get closer to it. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. to flit away from you. Uh, it kind of is happy up in its tree. Yeah. Uh, I think she just uh, reaches her arm out as if to let it fo- like get to her hand if it wants to, and just uh, bonjour, could I have a word with you? Um, hello, who are you? I am My Mo name is from Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's where you went with an owl. Um, uh, hello there. I like the taste My... of that. <laughs> My name is Sylvie. It is wonderful to meet you. I have a couple of questions. Have you been here for very long? Uh, yes, I have been here for... I do not know. Time is uh, not normal to me. Uh, the night. How long then, has the sun been down? That long. That long? Okay. Uh, did you by chance see who or what made the man that it was in the water no longer alive? Uh, there is a not alive man in the water. There are did- one, two, three, four of you, I can't. The... The oh, one is the that wet is... one is dead? We. Oui. I see. It is very sad for him. We. Oui? <laughs> oh my god. Say, Lavi, did you by chance hear yes, anything you. interesting? Um, there were people talking. I think on the shore. Uh, quiet conversation, and then they splash. I came over to check it out, but that nobody was here. My name is Hubert, by the way. Hubert? Hubert. Hubert. Hubert, damn it. That is, uh, it is unfortunate that you did not see anything. We are very curious. And, uh, no, just the noise that there was another person here, I believe. Just one? 
uh, from the sound of the conversation. Or they were talking to themselves and then died and fell in the lake. I do not know. This is a... It is fair. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. Have a a good... Uh, she'll do a little curtsy and then turn back to uh, to Honey and drop the spell so the owl no longer understands her. Honey, I apologize. I have a question before you say anything. Okay. Could I understand when you were doing the spell or were you hooting? I, th- like, did the spell I think we speak with animals, it's that they understand me now. Do I speak their language or do they speak mine? Double check it, I forget. That's a really good question. Sylvie just turns around. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and starts hooing. <laughs> I don't actually know. Oh, I gained the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts. So, I mean, I guess I understand <laughs> their language. Yeah, so I was hooing. <laughs> and then so- she turns back around and just, I apologize, uh, he was no help. <laughs> That crazy who could have guessed. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Sometimes animals will notice things that you do not. Oh, it uh, there was another person. You did not see who it was. They had a conversation and there was a big splash and the man was dead. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so if that helps you, uh, he did not drop that by himself, but I assume Ooh. we could tell that because there is blood in the water. Seems Thank we you very much. Yeah, we already knew the man was dead. The owl did not. So, clarification what? never hurt anyone. I, fair enough. Okay. We. Oui. Um, and uh, you are Siegfried. Zig, uh, is that what they called you? Siegfried, yes. You're wonderful. My name is Sylvie Marie Monet Volneret. And she does a little, like, bow. <laughs> little curtsy. Uh, in you are dead, very he, tall. Uh, in Sherman Dead, he'll just sort of. Pleasure to meet you. I think she drops into Sherman Dead for just a second. It's like, oh my god, it's so good to hear somebody else talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Valley <laughs> Girl Sophie is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever she drops back into her native language, it's just, oh my god, thank you. Huh. I'm a little rusty. I haven't spoken in a while, but uh, pleasure to meet you. It's Are you going to kill honestly, us? Honestly, great. And then she'll switch back so that, that Heidi can also yeah. hear this. No, why would they kill you? Okay. You did not it kill is, this man. I mean, you did shoot no. magic at me, but uh, that is valid. You followed me. I but was cat, and now I was not. Me. I was okay. not before okay. you asked questions. Shush. Oh, everybody, quiet, please, for like two seconds. So, hmm? we're going to leave his body here. We have what? to go and find... Because, because carrying be, a person's dead body may be a bad idea. We can't be implicated in this because this guy is important. So we need to go find our friends and bring this box to them and see what they figured out. Okay? You can come with us. I have already seen it and nothing That's else is exciting and happening in this town. It is very you, boring. You are already implicated. Just know that what we're doing is really fucking secret. I like, believe quiet. that you said it was official though. Yeah, secrets can be official. Is it? it? Oui. What they said. Okay. Okay. All right. Do we want um, to take the evidence to the engineer first and fill her in? Yeah. How are you going to tell your friends where you are? Should we shoot something in the sky? That does not seem very secret. No. <laughs> okay. I- is it? 
No, I, su- I think they I are suppose still faking out. So in I retrospect, probably not. <laughs> yes, I think you're right, honey. I think we should go um, do that. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and does it feel like the the uh, contents of this box are still within it? Yeah, is, is it there definitely weigh weighs it? like there is stuff in it. Um, are you you uh, said you were going to check these if you want to make an investigation check? Yeah, I, I do. I do indeed. Um, okay. So... Open up that fucking giveaway, baby. Natural 20. Ooh. Ooh. We love a 20. Hell yeah. On investigation, I need that shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, guys, hashtag WM to get yourself entered in our Wooded Meadows giveaway. We'll be drawing that at the end of the day session. Um, in the meantime, Siegfried, uh, first investigating the body. Um, yeah, I want to investigate the body and then look at the crate. Sorry, Josh. No, 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 absolutely. St- there is a stab wound in the back, and it is a single stab wound, well-placed, right near the spine, missing the ribs and plunging straight into the internal. This is somebody who knows what they're doing. And the individual's back was turned. He didn't. Maybe he thinks he could have trusted the person that stabbed him. Maybe this was a betrayal. But In the person, back? In the back. This is a precise killer. That man has no manners. Absolutely. This person has no manners. But (laughs) he circumvented the ribcage, hit directly, killed him outright. So we need to be careful of who we run into and watch each other's backs. Okay? And the box. And I look at the box, Josh. As you go to look at it, it is still sealed and watertight. um, Mm -hmm. But it doesn't appear to have a very complicated lock on it. And as you were patting down this body on Gilbert Griggs, you found a key. I open it. It seems to fit. Does he have any money, by the way? Uh, He does have about five gold pieces on him, which is an incredible amount of money to be traveling with. I'll leave it. Okay. Uh, You pop open the lock, and Mm. as you lift the box... You expect to find finished weapons, as you did on the train. These are metal rods. It is weighted to feel like there would be weapons in it. This feels like a deception. With a natural 20, this Griggs has been set up. In this specific instance. This right now was a ploy. So, um... We we need to meet with everybody else. We have no weapons to show for it, but we should. Co- we should regroup. Who is then. everyone? Uh, our Who friends. We'll let them. them. We'll let them tell you their names. I don't want to give that without their permission. But um, we should we go there first, or I I'm still I with you, honey. If you think. I agree. Let's do that then. Okay. Shit. He'll he'll still carry the box just to prove that this this has to have been a setup. As you guys begin to turn, make your way away, make one final perception check for me. Oof. Ooh, okay. Um eighteen. Eighteen. Perception? Yeah. Twenty non nat. Okay. Ooh, um, 23. 23? 
23 just gets it. Ooh. Honey, as you turn to leave with Sig, leaving the body here and Sylvie now alongside you, you see a small piece of black ripped fabric clinging to a briar patch that is back towards the town wall off to the side of the pond. Not on the route you came down. It's just more. a piece of fabric? Yeah, over here. Um, they'll in their um, covered hand pick it up. Uh, so you make your way over there? Should I? Yes. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said that we were by it. Sorry, it's it's a little bit like you catch it in the you catch a little thing off to the side, like fifteen feet. You make your way over and are able to kind of pull it off. And with that twenty three, you can see concealed by the briar patch and the undergrowth, there is a small pathway leading directly towards the wall from here. We are coming back here with everyone. They'll point it out to Siegfried and Sylvie. Okay. Good eye. Thank you. And we'll start making his way to where the conductor is so we can show this off. And then I imagine we'll just go try and figure out where Gendry and Tristan are. Well, mm -hmm. as you make your way back to the conductor, let's jump to our friends Gendry and Tristan. You've made your way back up under your little roof stakeout position, having infiltrated the Jean-Marc munitions factory, found a little bit of information. From there, where do you proceed, my friends? I for one, would probably try and wait until this person comes out unless something else happened. Interesting. Because uh, they snuck in, so I'm assuming people want, they want people to think they were there the whole time, which means they would have to leave at the end of their shift. As the front door. you watch, about half an hour later, right at the top of the hour, you see the large twin doors of the munitions factory open and five people exit. And one of those figures absolutely towers over the other with the long sweeping hair and the gray skin. And they begin to move into town. I turn to Tristan and I say, they're moving. Oh, oh uh, right. Uh, are we following? What do we, what do, we do? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yep. Uh, I think... Tristan really quickly at that point takes the cloak off and takes the hat, bundles it up and puts it in his bag. So he looks less ostentatious while he walks around the streets. So he's just walking in his vest at this point. Beautiful. Uh, mm -hmm. This figure begins to move down this way towards town. You guys are currently kind of perched up on this roof here. How are you following? What's the plan here? Uh, stealthily without being seen. Stealthily? Okay, so, make stealth checks. Like a ghost, if you will. Why well, well, I said I wasn't going to be seen, so... <laughs> You're right. You manifested it. My bad. <laughs> uh, 17. A 17? Solid, 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 solid. Uh, 21. 21. Very good, very good. You got um, the stealth boys. As yeah. you kind of slip back, <laughs> back off the roof, mm -hmm. it's easy enough to kind of dart back over into this complex of houses and pace this group along the alleyways as they begin to move through town. 
Uh, as you get close to Town Hall, you kind of have to lag behind and cross over here as they begin to continue in this direction. Okay. And they're moving as a group, not just separating? They are moving as separating. a group. Okay. They seem to be kind of... You're not sure the relationship, but there's kind of quiet conversational laugh here and there. The sharing of a bottle drinks. of something. Yeah. yeah. Um, they continue to make their way across town, skirting along the main kind of square of the town. Eventually, if you guys kind of follow them, ending up in a small, what appears to be like hostel or residence for working men over on the far side of town here. As you kind of pause up and post up on the square here where there's a small well, you watch them as they kind of pull out a key, open the door to this and go in. And the five individuals kind of head inwards, including this Goliath femme figure. Okay. Uh, I will clock that. Note it down for later. Perfect. Right here. Boom. All right. Anything else you'd like to do? Uh, our job's done. Uh, right. Um, do you want to head back to go to the pond or I don't I thought we were meeting back at the hotel. Okay, I I was confused. I did, well, I didn't. I, I've been thinking about it for like the last few hours while we were like doing all this. There was definitely fresh blood on that dagger, and like I'm kind of worried that our friends are dead at a pond, and I I don't know what to do. I'm gonna be honest. This is a lot for me. Uh, I don't. Right. I, Would you rather go to the pond? I, I don't, is it a good idea to go to the, like, cause we, I don't, what, what would you do in this situation? You clearly seem like this is your kind of bread and butter, uh, apparently, which is interesting. Had they thrown up a flare, I would have gone to help. That's... Seeing as how that didn't happen, I doubt that individual was able to sneak up on both of them, kill them and leave. True. Right, yeah, so. nobody's sneaking up on them. <laughs> right. No cats next time. <laughs> so, uh, hotel it is then. That's the title of the episode. No cats right. next time. No cats next time. Damn it, I had a good point. Cat out of water. It's morphing time. And we go back to the hotel. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You are able to kind of cross town and make your way back towards your room. Um, as you kind of make your way over there. The town is getting s completely settled for night now. It is past midnight. This shift ended at midnight as you mm -hmm. kind of make your way up into the Twin Hills Hotel and Spa. Um, you are able to make yourself comfortable at your room and await your party. Oh, both of you guys. I don't want to... Sorry, you go, Adam. No, you go first. You had your hand up. That's oh, no, you're good. It's mine's no, very quick. No, I insist. Quick. You go first, please. Okay, well, I guess it's my turn. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, when when we get into the hotel, uh, Tristan's going to pull the cloak out of his bag and pull the, the thing out, put his glasses. You see him bring out these gold spectacles, and he casts Mending on his coat to just <laughs> fix it okay, instantly. Yeah. That's why he wasn't worried. So, yeah. he was what does your Mending mend spell it. look like? Um, so you see as he puts these these uh, gold spectacles on, um, 
and puts his hand above and kind of uh what you see is an array of gears uh appear and as he's turning them it almost looks like the gears are are kind of working in tandem and almost sewing the piece back together and like stitching the pieces and actually like mending the small fragments that are broken and the phrase to oh yeah go for it as you were doing this one of those little clockwork robots from the thousand fronts manifest in that light and stitches along the seam one of the robots from the thousand fronts yeah not a physical one like a manifestation of it yeah the little spider robot and it fills the seam and then poofs away in blue light i think gendry would 100% see tristan's confused expression at seeing that and being like just continuing to focus as he fixes it. <laughs> just be like, all it's all good. Uh, rolls it back up and puts it in there and just kind of nervously. Yeah, you sound stood. real used to that. Yeah, uh, and I, I am. Wasn't turn around and go wait outside to see I am flare. used to it. I'm 100% <laughs> used to it. Hmm? He's uh, already gone by the time you get out that section. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like, yeah, I'm still, and he's still just talking to himself and pacing. Yeah. And clearly is like spinning a gear around his fingers to just be like, okay, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. I didn't mean to do this, but it happened. (sighs) Sorcerers, baby. I'm going to go outside and wait to see a flare or for them to come back. Yeah, that's perfect. So you don't even need to make a perception for that. Good old Gendry. Mm -hmm. Okay. As we jump back to our party, making your way towards the kind of engineer's building um, at the Amity Rail Yard down here. Um, it is easy enough for you guys to gain entry, uh, even in this late night hour with your missive. Um, and you do find the conductor and the chief engineer both in their jammies now, um, still pouring over paperwork. Not jammy time. But they are Hello, Mrs. and Mrs. Edmer. Um, it is good to see you. You have made quick work, though it is quite late. Still, I appreciate you moving fast. He's not going to like what we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. what is wrong? And who is He'll this? Sort of, this Bonjour. This is good to see you. This is Sylvie. A lot of names. <laughs> My name is Sylvie Marie Monet Valnere. Hello. You, Pleasure to said? meet you, Miss Valnere. Sig will drop the big box of rods. She is a part of, of this infer- investigation. You trust her? Uh, she is she now. Yes. There. Yes. Um. We don't. So, Griggs is dead. They did not do it, if that helps. It sounds bad when they say that. Okay, you're garnering my trust with that alone. Thank you so much, Sylvie. We (laughs) went to the lake, uh, or to the the pond where the... A pond? They do not know about the cipher signal. We found a ciphered message. saying that munitions were being dropped into a pond. Uh, this man was being set up. There are just metal bars in this box. And uh, he was murdered there. Oh my god. It seems that he was set up. Uh, he was stabbed precisely in the back and is sitting outside of the lock just offshore. The pond just offshore. That is our only lead. Yes. Have we don't know what Gendry and Tristan found. Leave the weapons uh, here, if you are okay with that. Does that sound good? Oh, yes. We will lock them in the back. Be careful out there. 
Um, yeah. uh, we will. I am documenting all of this. Um, how do you plan to proceed? We're going to meet with Gendry and Tristan, see what they found, and then we. Honey. We are leaving dealing with the death of your foreman to you. Understood. Very good. We will handle it. Um, we may sit on it for a little bit, but we will retrieve the corpse. Okay. Um, is there anything else you need from us right now? But once we figure out what the other two found, I'm sure we will be in contact sooner than later. Keep us posted. Okay. Um, thank you. Stay safe. around and escort the other two out. Au revoir. My pleasure to meet you. I actually had them roll an insight check and there's like a little bit of like iffiness there. They don't necessarily trust you at all. Um, mm -hmm. But they don't. She doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. The door closed. I think you guys make your way out. Oh, yeah. As we make our way out, um, Honey's just going to look at Sylvie. So do you see a lot of corpses? Mm. You are very chill. I do I see a lot of corpses, Josh? I don't think <laughs> I, don't, I do. I don't think so. No. No. Nope. Death is a part of the cycle. Not in particular. Yeah. But people die. Death that is, is that is simple. It's a fact. That is all there is to it. Sometimes it is the end. With a really fascinating perspective. <laughs> you you are not trying to kill us. No. I am not trying to kill you. Is there a reason that your voice changed? It didn't. Is that your... It did. Honey's a real one. It, it didn't. Honey, honey denying did. things that happen is my favorite thing. Honey saying, ah, no. <laughs> it is interesting um, that you deny things that seem very obvious, but if this is a problem for you that is not, uh, how you say, comfortable to talk about, then we do. We not can talk about do. that when I'm not wet and we are inside. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine soaking wet. <laughs> it did it again. Okay. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> Fuck. Just walking toward that <laughs> the Twin Peaks hotel. Gendry, uh, you see them before they get there, making their way uh, down the main street towards you. You kind of have this vista that, that allows you to kind of pick up uh, three individuals, one of them you are not familiar with, walking towards oh, I'm the hotel. Nowhere. Knocked him. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> take the shot, take the shot, take the shot. <laughs> I hate <Yeah>. cats. <laughs> What? Milo's just like, what the hey, fuck, cats? man? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> dad? <laughs> all right. Uh, you are also staying here. That is lovely. Fuck. <laughs> that is wonderful. Do you? I'm sorry. Hello. Hi. The fuck Bonjour. is this? Gendry. What the fuck? Take a second. Take a fucking second. Hold on. We were looking at the pond, and then she was there. 
She was a cat, though. <laughs> right? Right. Makes she, sense so far. She said that she's not going to out us, but she is now implicated, so she's here. I'm also? sorry. You were at the pond. I don't even know what happened, but you found this person here and you brought them home. No, she followed us as a cat. Oh, no, and then I saw am the also staying here. Someone. She also apparently is, is uh, staying at the hotel, yes. Yes. I also have a room here. Uh, um... Okay. Hello, my name is. <laughs> she does a little curtsy. She gives no shits. Gendry. <laughs> okay. I can't Gendry. Show- oh no, he's not frozen. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's in full Gendry right now. Sigil just Gendry. We'll talk about this inside, please. We have a lot. I am sorry. For what? I want to hear you say what you're sorry for. Follow us. I'm sorry for bringing a stray home, okay? I am not a stray. <laughs> Technically, you were a cat and you were stray and you followed us. I am not a stray. Okay, well, you're here and you... I apologize for widening our circle. Widening okay? our circle? She saw the body, Gendry. I There's not much we can do we with that. Have this conversation and inside. you're sure they didn't put it there? Yes, 95%. That would be very impressive, considering you saw me on the street. The, oh, that's true. Honey did say that they saw her. Right, and you saw the body drop, did you? No. No, you but no the owl to heard it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, oh, all right. Very good. <laughs> the owl heard it. Okay, inside. Now, let's go. Come on. Into the room. We'll talk about this there. I'll go upstairs. <laughs> can, I, can I kindly ask something of my DM? Can my room be right next door? Yeah, there we is. have the next room, actually. Sorry. So it's oh, man. 206 was the <laughs> You had 207, so you're in 208, Sylvie. Perfect. I believe that's correct. I see button. Yeah. A button might know better. Oh, sorry. I just started choking. I was laughing. We're at two, we're at two oh seven. Griggs yeah. uh, Griggs was in two oh eight. Two okay. So Sylvie could be in two oh nine or two oh nine. Love it. Yeah. I'm nearby. You're you're right there. You share a wall with either a cross room or a, a this group. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sig is upset because Gentry's mad at him. He doesn't know what to do with Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> she is following behind you guys, just like completely fine about it. His head is in his hands. He's just on That's fair. I'm furious. Is it very hard to make friends? Uh, the, the sad fact is we were working on becoming friends, and I think we just took a big step backwards. Because of me? Yes. I think because, well... <laughs> I was going to say because of the situation, I but apologize. I guess that would include you. Now you are fine. You and choices not made by you. Okay. What choices did we make, Gendry? What choices did you make, indeed? No, this I is my room. Answer. Is this you yours? Remember when you de- demanded an answer from Sylvie? Inside, then, like... tell us what you found. And I'll what? just go inside one Are of the rooms. Are you angry? Are you going in the room that Tristan did? A cat followed us and turned into a person. Do you kill no, every cat who follow you? In one of the rooms. Gendry, do you kill every cat who follow you? That is not what I'm mad about. What are you mad about? Get in the room, and we'll talk. Sylvie walks in the room, if the door's open. Okay. She fully just is like, 
I can listen. Walk in. If this is if this is the room Tristan's in, the yeah. second the door opens, into the group's room, right, which is the shared yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Tristan. The second the door opens, turns around, and you fully see the gears instantly appear. And he goes, "Oh shit!" and like waves his hand behind his back really quick. Uh, sorry, I. You're new. Uh, hi. Uh, Hello. I'm uh, Tristan Ferren. Bonjour. We... What? What do you mean? We... What? Bonjour. Hi. My name is Sylvie. Nice to meet you. Why do we have another person now? We uh, wonderful question. Talk about that. No offense, obviously. They closed the door. <laughs> yeah. no. This girl turned into a cat and followed okay. us to the pond where we found Griggs dead. And then she turned into a person who has seen the body. So now she is coming with us, A, to prove that we do not kill him, and B, because we so we cannot have you telling people about this because there are very big. Why would they tell anyone? I appreciate you. We don't do know. you go? Do you go around telling people about strange things that happen in your life? Also, no, I, I am very new to town. Apparently, they do. Actually, apparently they do. Hi, I. This is a very delicate situation, as yeah. we discussed literally today. What should we have done? Gendry kill her? No, okay. don't involve her at all. She it's followed us there and saw the body. body. I will. I will say. That's I did. Fine. I did involve myself. It right. was actually me. Okay. Please. What happened if we do not bring her stop along? Talking. No, okay. shut. Do not tell me to stop talking, you old piece of shit. I'm not talking to you. I believe she was talking to me. Yes, yeah, correct. Don't tell her to, to stop cat. talking either. She's not talking now. Hey. So. Real, real quick. Y'all said that that uh, Grix is he's dead? He's yeah. dead. He was stabbed in the back. Yeah, we know who did it then. We have information about who might have killed him. Yes. It seems like it was a betrayal. Right. The box that we found in the pond was not filled with weapons, it was filled with metal. Make it seem like the drop-off we learned about. He was stabbed directly in the back and dropped in the pond. Talking like a sword stab, uh, axe uh, stab. Did it look like a like sword a or like a, like a knife? knife. Oh, a knife. Yeah. I think on the, the statement, a knife, Tristan just does like the we got him look to Gentry. <laughs> like, <Man>. okay, <laughs> well. Sylvie, for context, has listened to him having seen what's happening and like in family situations has moved to a corner of the room and has started pulling seeds out from her bag, blooming them into flowers in her hands and making chains out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing, but with gears. Anyway, um, I, I, I we think... we then. Sorry, Tristan. I'm not trying to cut you off. No, you're good, honey. Sylvie and I headed to the conductor and told them what happened. They are going to take care of Griggs and releasing that information. We are not implicated. We Wonderful. Good. So what what did you see? Do you want me to break it down, or do you want to break it down? I don't... Go for it. Okay. Uh, clearly, uh, uh, Gantry's upset, uh, but what happened was we went over to the, the factory 
Uh, we were kind of spying on it. I had a lot of problems. Gendry's amazing at spying on things and um, was able to see an individual kind of sneak in. There's a, a mechanism on the fence designed to let somebody sneak in and out like it was built into there. Uh, and they put a, I think it was a cloak, and I didn't see them necessarily. Gendry did a lot of the work here, but it was a cloak and a dagger was stored in a box. And um, uh, we stayed until they got off shift. And then we, we followed them across the city and got to... Uh, I, I don't, it looked like their home possibly, or like a, a it, I don't know exactly. You know where they're staying? Yep. Okay. There's also a pathway that leads from the pond into the city proper. Oh, Not also there the was, there was blood on the knife. Yes, Gendry said that. Uh, there's blood on the knife. Griggs was freshly killed when we found him. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking is this person killed Griggs. Uh, large Goliath individual, uh, femme presenting, right, Gendry? Right. Yeah, uh, so. I, I know, Siegfried, you're from this area. Does that sound familiar at all? Or Does that sound familiar at all? Like this figure or the place that they <laughs> went? Actually. Uh, history check. History. Where the fuck? History. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. I can't fucking find. There it is. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Um, it's a big yeah. town. The specific individual doesn't stand out to you. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people that move in and out of town, so I I don't know everybody. But the the form you're describing doesn't sound particularly familiar uh sorry um no i, I mean uh, valid i grew up in a smaller town so i didn't know uh it's fine um but uh if what you're saying if they got like freshly stabbed in the back yeah then it seems like this person did it right we should probably like go to the proper authorities about this that's probably the play here right we would just have to tell the conductor if we go to the authorities saying that we know who killed Griggs before people knew Griggs was dead. That would be a problem, right? Right. Why so, is the conductor not going to the authorities right now? Or they they are just not right the second. It's the middle of the night. But do we do we want to go to the conductor or? I don't. I don't think we intervene with these people. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this from like a logical standpoint, right? So if, if we have the person who did it, the murder weapon, the clothes they were wearing, all of that, I, I think we got like a pretty solid lock on this. And I, it's my personal opinion, of course, but it makes sense to me to bring it to them and say we should probably move on this now. Josh, DM question? Yeah. Am I remembering correctly that we all understood that, like, the very fact of weapons being smuggled on the Amity line would immediately start a war if it were? It's quite the possible. There's a lot of concern about that, right? Right. 
it would be information that would need to be very delicately handled if it were brought to light. Right. Okay. You would assume the play here would be to present a murder and not necessarily the context of the murder. I don't know. I don't know. And he is connected to munitions that were in fact smuggled and not just the fake munitions. Then that could start a war. What? Yeah, maybe, but I doubt it if we just say, hey, guy got killed by this person and we have evidence on them. The evidence we have is a fake munitions drop. No, but, like, we know where they hid the literal murder weapon. Okay. Like, like, am I crazy in thinking that... Like, I know I'm new to this, but, like, I'm just saying... I I think we maybe have... Didn't your engineer friend... May I speak now? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was was checking with them. uh, Also? May I speak? Go for it. Lovely. Didn't your engineer friend say that they would handle that? So maybe you just give them the information and then they have a more uh, a credibility. Right. I, I do not know about you, but I am no one in this city. Not, I mean, not no one, but I do know no one, so no one knows me. I do not have uh, my 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 word does not carry weight. Maybe you give this information to your friend and then they handle it in the way that they are supposed to. That's true. We could do that. Uh, I'm I'm willing to go back and talk to them. Oh, I I just. You also sound like you do not have all of your answers. You know that someone was murdered, but. Uh, not even if you maybe know the why. I apologize. I have not heard everything, but you do not know who decided that this man needed to die. Did you see Wouldn't... them traveling? In sorry, go ahead. No, I just I figure that uh, alerting someone to this happening would cause certain people to possibly disappear before you can figure it out. Did you see this person uh, traveling with anybody else? Uh, Kendra, you only saw them, right? I didn't... I'm not going to lie to you. I had smoke in my eyes at the time. They were alone. We send somebody to talk to them? Well... uh, Gendry said something earlier that that made me think about it. They snuck back in to the to the uh, gun factory, right? They wanted people to think they'd been there the whole shift. So, if they were sent by somebody in charge of the gun factory, then it would they would have to have been. Why would they sneak back in? They could just have the night off. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. It is easier if your friends do not have to lie. That's true. Also, I think that they... 
They snuck in to put the knife into the factory. What if the factory is being framed? I'm not sure. I do not have all of the context, but it is possible that someone wants war. Oh, yeah. It we is a horrible thing to think, think, but I do no, not know why anyone would want to do that. But Profit. It is possible. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to go back to uh, the conductor at least tonight and just inform them of what we saw. I don't, Gendry, I don't know if you want to come with me or sure. not. This is not meant to sound insensitive, but are you all certain you have not been seen? Going back and forth in the middle of the night uh, to the same place that you just did? Or do I suppose it with us? Are you certain? Yes. Okay. I believe you. I just simply asked a question. So... The two of you go to the conductor and tell them what you saw. Um, is there anything else we should do with this? If it would make you feel more comfortable, I can pretend that I did not give anything and go about my day. I mean, I don't... It doesn't... It doesn't bother me. You seem quite pleasant, if I'm being honest. Are you from the Undergate? Uh, close to it. I've been there a couple of times with my with my mom, but the accent uh, is uh, close <laughs> to some people that brought me here. So we really? know that. Sorry. Uh, right. There's bigger. We'll talk about. Uh... Certainly. Right. Uh, the the thought is nice, but we already know that you are privy to this information. I think it makes sense to keep you close for now. I can be useful. We can talk about that. Yeah, they said you can become cats. Is that... <laughs> what did that mean? What did I that can, statement I can mean? become quite a few things. Smaller things. It right. is uh, Sylvie would see Sylvie would see Tristan bring out a notebook and begin writing note, flip to a new page and begin writing notes. I think for the first time, she seems tense. Do not uh, write about me. Right. Sorry. It's a. Um, it does not like... matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I would prefer you not do so. Gotcha. Snaps the book closed, puts it in his pocket, puts the puts the quill away. Thank you. Sorry about that. It's a it's a nervous tick that I do when that I is okay. find out about magic. Um anyway, uh, I'm gonna make my way so we don't keep the uh, head engineer and conductor up all night. Where did uh, they go again? I I don't know the exact name of it, but I would point it out. Yeah. It's like a boarding house on the side of town, on the east side. The east side near where that path led? Um, you're not sure where the path led exactly. From the description Gendry and Tristan could provide, a little further north than that, but the path kind of led towards the same wall. Okay. 
I don't like the idea of a killer in the city, but I don't want to make any situation worse for anybody. Let alone us. So, I think that we let Tristan and Gendry tell the conductor what they know and act accordingly. Right. Ah, uh, well, we'll we'll be back and soon, right? Okay. Right. Okay. All right. At one in the morning, my two mm -hmm. friends here knock on the engineering, <laughs> the Amity Rail Engineering Building, uh, and are greeted by folks who are clearly asleep this time. Um, they usher you in, the conductor and the engineer. Sorry. Hello. Uh, no, uh, I should have expected. I apologize. No, uh, no apologies. Um, so uh, we know our friends dropped off here earlier. Uh, we had met up with them. Uh, we have some information and not like Tristan would re reiterate what he told the party uh, just about like what they saw and what was where the, the dagger is hidden where the outfit is hidden the description of the uh, the uh, Goliath couldn't think of the race that is good to know um, if it is still there and we can place it Finding the evidence there, if the constables are too red, would be good. I, I don't know how long it's going to remain there, but it was there when we left. This complicates things. The mayor's sister owns Janmark. Yikes. The Jean-Marc family, she married into it, but her husband passed. So she owns it, I assume? That is correct. Yeah. Well... The person you, you mentioned, that is... that is their foreman. Anatole Chardin. Uh, I don't, I don't mean to sound rude when I say this. Y'all seem to have a real problem with foremans around here doing some, like, bad shit. I'm just saying. You don't have to call me out. These <laughs> <laughs> hey. are the butlers of the last campaign. Yeah. <laughs> it was butlers last time, it's fucking foreman this time, guys. Foreman this fucking suck, dude. <laughs> I'm just I they're I, in a tricky uh, position to uh be told to abuse yeah. their power. <laughs> I guess. Right. Uh so um if you don't mind me asking what's the plan from here cuz like obviously we didn't have anything to do with the murders. We I can... think we have enough information to implicate Foreman but Okay. I, that does not take anybody else down or explain why they were acting. Yeah. Um, I can't. You all have done a good job. We will continue to pay you if you want to or 
we can hire another individual to investigate this further, but I am reticent to bring it forth, especially given the implications. Again, uh, you are trusted. You have brought everything you said you would and more. We are willing to let you continue on your way if you see so, but... I don't, I don't think I'm the right person to make that call. Maybe... Why don't you sleep the night? We will meet yeah. tomorrow with all of you and make a decision okay. from there. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, sounds, uh, that sounds good. Uh, see you in the, the morning. Stay safe. <sighs> Try. <laughs> Sorry, that's just an Adam line. Oh, it was! Yeah! Full circle, you're right, but... Full circle. You've got it in my skull! He... Uh, <laughs> do you guys head back towards the hotel, or...? <laughs> okay, anything done in between the rest of the group? Yeah, is Sylvie still in the room when the two fellows leave? Yeah, they definitely don't leave before that. <laughs> okay. Um, I think if there are still, like, the flower crowns that mm -hmm. Sylvie was making. Um, are there any, is there any light in the room, like candles? Oh yeah, like there's- the this Fruit has, McDuck candles? This actually has some like oil lamps that are, are positioned in every room that can be lit. They've got like a little wick in them that burn down much slower and provide a little bit more light. That's perfect. They kind of set them up in the center, like with the flower crowns around them and start using thaumaturgy to make the flames match the colors of the flower crowns that Sylvie has created. We just kind of looking at her like, you said that, that you lost somebody who was supposed to be here with you. I think she giggles. Um, it is uh, not so much that, uh, it is not that, um, We've been talking a lot about death. It is not that I lost him. He is not dead. He is just very far away because I got off a ship when I was not supposed to and he did not get back on the ship when he was supposed to. It, oh. It is more that, you know, it just... Uh, it was on purpose. It was an escape. We, uh, I did not expect him to get lost for so long, but uh, we. it is... Uh, is simply that I do not have anyone with me at the moment. Do you like it that way? I do not know. It is uh, it has not been for very long. I was on a ship with a lot of people and then I was on a caravan with a lot of people and my family is very large so alone is not something I am used to but it is not awful. It is just another way to be. And if I get bored, I talk to animals. Or turn into animals and follow strange people to dead bodies, apparently. I don't want you to get pulled into something very dangerous if... I believe that uh, leaving your home is always a little dangerous. The step you take out the door signs you up for something different. This is not that, Sylvie. This is your life. Oui, to be. It, it is my life. 
I think what Honey is trying to say, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it's dangerous, and a little more dangerous than deciding to journey away from home. We are dealing with secrets and lies and deceptions that might implode a continent. Well? That's a heavy choice to make, and I think all we're saying is just think about it. It is a very heavy choice. I did take a very long journey to get to this continent. So I would like to stop it from imploding while I am here. That is respectable. Oui? I appreciate your concern for me. I also think that I'm tired of people treating me with kid gloves. So if it is fine by you, I will help you if you like, although I will not, uh, I will not intrude to the point of where you cannot keep your friend. That would not your, be nice. Your free will is just as valid as anybody else's. Oui, it is. But I also do not want to put a... Uh, I do not want to put a barrier between you and someone that you care for. We will work through it. We. Oui. I have found that I can be very charming, so... You saw <laughs> what was happening, and in my opinion, you proved yourself more than useful. I do not know. I mean, the owl did not have any information, but I can check with other things, and I can do other things. I mean, you followed us without me noticing. You also <laughs> did not see me in the street, and most people stare at me. I am not from around here, and I am not a uh, commonplace. I happen to miss all sorts of things. That doesn't matter. That's not the point. <laughs> what I'm it saying is, is, we... If, if we can continue to prove trust to one another, I think it, this will be fine. And I think that that's the most important thing. Gendry, Honey, Tristan, and I have spent days earning each other's trust, and I know it is difficult to add somebody else to the fold, but I don't get bad intention from you, and I, I'll fight for you as well as I fight for them. That is very kind. So how best. do you learn to hoot? <laughs> the, uh, the like dumb nerd comes out like very much like I I think sh I think sh the tension comes back a little bit like it did with Tristan and then sh she kind of takes a second and drops her shoulders. To be honest, uh, in my experience, you listen. They want to talk just like anyone else. They want to be heard, just like anyone else. This is really curious. I have I been have told that I am curious. Else. You should. They sing beautiful songs, and sometimes they have wonderful personalities. You and sometimes you're... they are bad, oh. just like people. I apologize. You... 
No, you said you had a room here. Oui, it is two rooms okay. down. Okay. Would you like me to go there before no, your no, friend no. returns? Just, no, no, no. I was just do whatever makes sense for you. I don't tell anybody what to do. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that you were taken care of, that everybody is taken care of. Oui, I have a room right. here for a couple of nights, okay. at least. It is a uh, very nice here. I think it is. Uh, it is a vision. Maybe sleep is not a bad idea. It's late and um, I'll keep watch until Gendry and Tristan get back. Should I be concerned about sleeping in my room by myself or are you fine? Uh, if you mean from us, we're not going to hurt you. I do not believe you will. That is fine. If you want, you can take my spot in the room. No, I have my own room. You are fine. Uh, she just... Thank you for your concern. I appreciate it. And she hands both of them flower crowns that kind of match what they're wearing and then leaves two more on the ground for the other two and turns around towards her room. And her tail, when she stands up, you might notice her tail like it has this nervous twitch and then as soon as she kind of registers it, it wraps politely around her leg. Oh. Um, Au revoir. Good night. Sleep well. You too. Sigil just kind of closed the distance with honey. Um, okay. I'm really frustrated. I'm worried for this person I don't know very well. How are you doing? Thanks. Concerned more and more, <laughs> but I think that it makes sense to keep her close for right now. See what happens, and I empathize with your frustrations, and I'm sorry. I it just seems that things keep getting more complicated. And I guess when we're unraveling lies and conspiracies, that is bound to happen. At the end of the day, we still need to take care of ourselves and look out for each other. That is certainly true. If I just, I am worried that powerful people in this town want to start a war. And I am not a powerful person. And I don't... And maybe Gendry is right that it isn't our fucking business. Would it feel like my business now? I believe in what you said. I think this is the right thing to do. 
And the fact that it gets more and more complicated, I believe of my own volition that this is the right thing to do. People are dying and they're hiding in this city. That terrifies me, but it also makes me very angry. I've seen war. And I refuse to see it again, if I can help it. You do make it sound like the right thing. When I'm not getting in people's way, I'm good at talking. Never in the way. And don't sell yourself short. You made the shield out of scraps. And it's made me feel pretty powerful. So I think by proxy, you're strong too. I smile up at him and look deeply conflicted. Maybe you take last watch, head to sleep. I'll take the next one. Just wake me up. Okay. Sort of squeeze their arm. Good night. Good night. And he will post up, uh, waiting for Gendry and Tristan to get back. And he will sort of peek out the hallway on occasion, just to check on Sylvie's room, make sure there's no noise. Make a perception check for me. Uh, 14. Okay. Nothing that stands out to you, and eventually Gendry and Tristan do return. Okay. How did it go? Uh, it seemed to go fine. Is everything good in the room? Honey is asleep. They're going to take next watch, and Sylvie also went to bed. Oh. I decided to just take first watch. I know it's late, so, um... Do you I think... Can... So, uh... Yeah, they want to see us in the morning. Uh, talk okay. about things, figure out where we're at. They asked if we wanted to continue. I don't know, working with them on this... Uh, do you think Sylvie is still awake? I had a quick question I wanted to ask them. You can surely knock on their door and check. Uh, which door is it? Two ones down. Gotcha. Uh, and I, I think Tristan would make his way down the hall and just lightly knock on the door to see if... Bonjour? Uh, hi. Uh, right. Uh... First, uh, wanted to apologize again for the writing thing. I know that can be intrusive, and I probably should have—I probably not probably should have asked. Anyway, um, I know we're not staying in the same room. I have a spell that I'm able to do to uh, kind of do an alarm if anybody is to mess with like your room. Would you like me to do that just to make sure you're safe? This is a very different reaction than that of your friends. Uh, you listen, and uh, Tristan kind of leans in the door. <laughs> you don't seem that bad. You got mixed up in something. That is crazy. a high compliment. I do I, not I, no, bad. but I mean, you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Like this is a weird time for all of us. Oui. And I, mm -hmm. 
we're kind of all it's a lot it's a lot uh, it is not that different from a large family having a disagreement uh, over are, the dinner table you are not wrong we? yeah you're not wrong about that um but uh yeah i just right now i, I mean i'd rather make sure people that are seemingly good are protected so so I, many I, high compliments I, seemingly good and not bad no you are fine your name was tristan tristan varen pleasure my name is sylvie marie monet vulnerable so it's lovely to meet you and you may put your spell up if you like gotcha uh and i'm gonna cast uh alarm on their room all right you successfully do so my friend I appreciate your concern. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll be two rooms over. Oui? And you said you know people from the Undergate? I came with a caravan of people, yes. I helped with their horses. Right, that... We definitely have to get into that. And uh, Tristan kind of smiles and walks back to their room. Au revoir. Walks back and, and uh, their room's protected, so yeah, they should be good. If anybody comes in, I get a message to the head, and an audible alarm goes off. So, thank you, Tristan. Um, yeah, of course. Gendry, uh, how, how are you? Fine. I apologize. For what? Situation as a whole. I understand. I understand how frustrating it is, and I... Thank you. Wake me when it's my turn for watch. When he's taking second, which one do you want? I don't care. And I'll just post up for the rest of his watch. Okay. I guess I'll I'll do third. I'm uh okay. right. Uh good night. <laughs> just does that awkward slide out of like ooh, like I will say we are not going to roll for watches this evening uh, you what? guys do successfully get through your night without any such issues um, and as the sun begins to rise on the next day actually if you want your eight hour long rest a fair amount into the day uh, on the following day late late into the morning nearly into the afternoon you all find yourself rousing from your sleep, having accomplished a long rest. And that, my friends, is where we are going to end today's session. Hell yeah.
The theme music for the show was composed by at Nerdy Rocks on Twitter. The music and sound effects provided during the show were by Soundtail. This show streams every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thewelcomein.